Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers and geezers and geeks alike. It's this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast, which has been slightly delayed, and we've lost a barrister. Uh, I, I think I've left him under the sofa, so I'll have to dig him out for next week. Um, but, as always, on my podcasting journeys, I've got Nigel. Say hello, Nigel. Hello, everyone. You're going to know the question I'm going to ask. It's going to be Dark Ages of Camelot, isn't it? What game have you been playing? Although I have played that this week. <laughs> Uh, I have also given Ghostwire Tokyo a quick run. Who? Mm. Very interesting game. It's a bit weird. Um, it's. I think it's... I was playing it. It was a free game. Either it was on Game Pass or... It's, on... It wasn't Games Pass. We, we pulled it up. It was the Games Pass choice. I downloaded it, but I haven't started playing it because I started playing I... Eternal on the PS5. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't like the way the camera moved. You know, typically in an FPS, you're using the controller, right, left, obviously look left, right. This is a little bit weird. It's 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 like it's trying to mimic, you know when you're trying to mimic a mouse, mm. where it, it's got acceleration and it accelerates past the point that you expected it to go, and it didn't, feel good and so i turned the acceleration down and then it wasn't quick enough so you turn it up a notch oh, it just it didn't feel like it was uh, a very good control system unfortunately i was expecting much better because it's bethesda was it bethesda i thought it was some japanese i'm sure it was bethesda oh, let me look this google up. it now ghost wire tokyo let me look Published by Bethesda, but not maybe... maybe Published by Bethesda. Tango, Tango Gameworks. Games. I was never heard of Tango right. Gameworks. Still, I expect it better. Because there's so many FPS games I've played with controller now. It it had no patch on it. You're sort of going past your target, and then you sort of flick it a little bit left just to get the guy, and you're taking so mm. long just to flick it like that. You, you can't hit them because they've moved by that point. Yeah. If I if the control can be sorted, then I think I'd enjoy it a little bit more. I I I haven't tried it yet, but I imagine there's probably an option for turning that off. Now you've told me, I will turn it off before I even start. Have a, have a look, have and a I look. will probably enjoy it more than you because of that. Um, I haven't got around. Yes. Yeah, I played it for about an hour, and um, I turned. I was playing around the acceleration to try and get it right for me, and I couldn't get it right for me, and I turned it off. It's funny because I also completed the Callisto Protocol twice. Mm -hmm. um, considering it was a game I was very disappointed with, um, I made some adjustments. As I said this before, I made some adjustments, made it a bit more playable, um, and I went through it a second time with all my weapons, which was nice. It's always nice when you turn up with a big shotgun and you can take <laughs> out the bad guys with these. Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um, Shall we get on with the first story, which is a, is a trailer? Okay. Um, hang on a second. Usually helps if I do one of those bumpy things. Uh... So we've got um, Horizon, Wooden West, Burning Shores. Let's have a look. The enemy is headed south, to the burning shores. My people are lost and scattered. What could he possibly want with them? We have to find out, no matter what it takes. Every tribe, every one, is in danger. All right, so let's 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 break it down. Um, let's start off with. Taking a weird 
pterodactyl, robot pterodactyl to California. I <laughs> found so weird. States go to California. Um, it's called Burning Shores because it looks like uh, California has dropped partially into the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying I agree with that, but... Uh... <laughs> and then there's some weird thing on the top of a house. It looks like some kind of aerial defense system. It's an anti-aircraft thing, uh, which then turns around and shoots it down. Okay, cool. Then we've got the setup for it. She crashes. She's in the Burning Shores. She's got a... Whatever she's chasing down, I imagine it's from the end of the previous game, which I haven't played. Um, she probably... Uh... Wow, that's terrible. That is absolutely... Why is that terrible? It's because it's trying to go in 4K, that's why. Um... Yeah, so she's she gets there, she meets Maggie. She's got one of those those earpiece things. So I had she no does. idea because I didn't I didn't play the other game. But the thing that interests me is that I don't know if in, in the new game one of these these Leviathan things wakes up. These giants the the things that are pretty much responsible for the end of everything in Horizon Zero Dawn. These are the things that manufacture all the, the robots that consume all the biomatter. And they're, they're the things that control it. They're the, oh, the right. they're the they're the ultimate bad guys. Um, and I don't know. I don't think one woke up in in the previous one. And I know that uh, uh, oh, what was he saying? Lance Reddick. Um, he was a bad guy, and he was being manipulated by an what looked like a dormant version of one of these. So this, you know, uh, could be good. You can fight one of these at the end, which which is something that they they, they don't have. They've also got this. Uh, look at that Stargate. It is a Stargate. Stargate with dinosaurs. Hell yeah. Stargate. Oh, naturally. Oh, oh, oh. Both sides. You can see a T Rex in the background as well. Oh my god. Maybe it's a theme park or something. The Stargate theme park. Um, I've just realised. Um, strong whammon. Yeah, she's naturally she's she's clutching a, a Barrett fifty cow, and she's so strong she doesn't have to wear a ghillie suit or um, carry ammo with her because she's strong woman. That's if you're dinosaur hunting, from range is good. But uh, given the fact that that looks like that uh, that Velociraptor is about to pounce, I, I I don't think that's very good. But I'm assuming that's probably from some Hollywood film somewhere. Yeah, and I reckon this is some kind of weird parody thing. I reckon this is Universal or their version of Universal where they're sitting there showing all these kind of these things to make you know life exciting. And that's why you got the dinosaurs in there. This this probably is connected to a roller coaster somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, no. Um but yeah, I, it's uh you know what? I, I'm all on board with her rocking up to a certain place and going into Universal Studios, which is shut down for many, many a year. <laughs> just have a few rides couple of, couple of hundred years yeah it's not been open i don't think my uh my uh season pass is gonna work no um it it, it looks interesting i need to play the other one but i've got i've got, I've got a stack of games like one of them tokyo goes wire and, and and returnal uh when i get through that i'll then probably go it's weird because i've, I've seen out of all the games on that the, the exclusive ps5 games this one has discounted the quickest well, that makes any sense. It's actually free if you've got premium. Mm. I've seen it on the. I have premium, and I could go and download this. I didn't get too far in the first game because there was other games that I wanted to play, and uh, I could go back to it and play that and complete it. But it's it's a long old game, and I can't be asked with that. But this it the second game does look interesting, and I might um. Seeing as I don't really get on with Ghostwire and I probably won't ever if I can't get this control system sorted, then I might have a go at this as well. I'll have a go. Yeah. I did enjoy the first one. I I played the first one through to completion. So mm. I went through the, the whole thing. There was some some good bits in it and some weird bits in it. And um, it, it, it all made sense. It, they, they kind of wrapped it up so it made sense. And then they revealed the, the bad guy, which was that this thing at the end here, the uh, the giant Leviathan thing. That I can't remember what it's called. I'm not sure it's called. I'm not sure it's called Leviathan. I want to say it's called Leviathan because that would be if you just made me look at it, say give it a name, it would be yeah. Leviathan of sorts. Um, these giant 
ones that are part of the the, the robotic system because the story is is that um they developed this weapon system and then they locked themselves out of the weapon system so they couldn't turn it off oh so uh, and then they couldn't turn it off and then they go you've just fucked the planet basically <laughs> everything's done we're all game over guys um and i like that idea i like that idea and then she this will the she's a a clone of the woman who uh who set up the kind of reclamation project of like well if it's all going to crap i might as well figure out how to put all these things back together and all the machines are there to put all the biomass back in maintain the landscape get the to get all the biological seeds and animals and put them back in the environment and rebuild the environment um and then you've got people trying to take control of the uh, the older the older machines that they've got, which you know is uh, is is interesting. Um, well, I found it interesting. Um, so yeah, it was one of those things. I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll be cheap by the time I get around. If that sounds awful, because <laughs> I'm a I'm a tight gamer. Uh, you I'm, are a tight gamer. Unless it's, unless it's something special, I'm not paying. I ain't paying seventy quid for a game. Um, Yes. So, anything you want to add to that before we move on to the next one? No, I, I th- it depends. Obviously, how much this uh, DLC is going to cost people, um, and how large the DLC is, and what it actually adds to the game. Hopefully, it adds something tangible. Nice big area, nice new quests to do. Maybe a few weapons here and there to to obtain, and new baddies too dismantle so hopefully it adds a lot of lot of things to the game to make it worthwhile buying and not just a little bit of an area and just a quest you know just just, something nice and tangible for the money that you're going to pay do you remember some toys by tomi called zoids Uh, there's little mechanical robots that you'd make up and you'd you'd wind them up and then they'd swim in the bath or run across the, the kitchen floor or something yeah or you put batteries in them Kind of reminds me of Zoids. Just saying. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. So, Metal Gear Solid 3 voice actor teases. Oh, crikey. Wrong, looking at the wrong screen there. Uh, teases uh, remake. So, you know that, uh, how can I put it politely? Konami a bit cash strapped shall we say and um yeah metal gear solid actor voice actor uh, and vocalist donna burke has metal gear fans once again hoping that metal gear solid 3 remake may be on the way uh, burke shared a photo of herself at work today and three simple words recording in progress but um the accompanying photo as photo of herself is the bit that got into the most attention and here we go we've got the uh, photo and it's always weird because you see the characters in the game and you've got, I think she probably plays a character called Eve who's got a baps out. Um, and then you see it, she's an ordinary looking lady, but she's got... Uh, it's what she's holding is interesting. It, it's a... It's, it's Snake Eater with a cat with a with an eye patch. Now, you played Metal Gear Solid quite a bit, don't you? I, lo- I love the Metal Gear Solid games. I think that the best one is Phantom Pain. Um just gameplay wise, I think it's just it, it was that the stories and stuff were interesting. First one I found amazing. It was something I played with my mate Malcolm, and we 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 played. I think we played through the first disc. And the problem is he rent. I always must tell everyone the story that he rented it from Blockbusters. And part of the game is oh, you need to contact Meryl because what's her codec? And he's like the guy goes, I can't remember. It's on the back of the box, and because it came from Blockbusters, it came in a generic box. It came in a Blockbusters box. So, so we ordered pizza and we were manually flicking through the frequencies. We found we found an additional person who's not really listed on, on the thing who you can talk to, but we were flicking through the frequencies until we got to, to Meryl's frequency. And it was when we got there, it was like, oh, thank God. It was I think it was about 40 minutes of just going, oh. <laughs> I think he tried phoning his mate and it's like he couldn't get hold of his mate. He's like, kind of, you've got the Metal Gear, haven't you? What's the frequency? Um, but oh. going back to this... Uh, uh, further tweets in which Burke writes, uh, nothing beats working with good people. Uh, uh, nothing. Uh, thanks today to, to thanks Dave for Madison Lieberman, director, and oh my 
God, I'm not saying that name. Yusuke Mori. Yes. And Tom Mori Ura. Okay. From EA. Yes. And then we've got people here. So it looks like a yeah. bit of a script. It looks like a bit of a script. And as I said, um, Konami, a bit cash strapped at the moment. Could be. Could be. Could be because they'd want one of their most well-known franchises to have a remake so that uh, they can get a bit of that moolah. Oh, hell yeah. Why not cash in? Spend a bit of money to make a bit of money. Yeah, yeah, it's... uh... It's good. I'm, I'm hope, uh, but it, it always comes down to the kind of remake that they make. So if it's a, I always Capcom the gold standard for remakes. Yeah, I, mean, I will say this. Yeah, if it's a Capcom standard remake, or even for Motive, as in the guys who did the Dead Space remake, if it's that kind of remake where they've actually put some bloody effort into it, then it'll be good. I'm hope if I hear that they're using the Unreal Engine, I think everything will be fine because that means that they want to kind of engage with the technology and and whatnot. Don't know. Interesting. I, will I buy it? Depending on how good it looks. Because if it's CAC, if it's if it was remade inside the Fox engine that did Phantom Pain, because you could do that quite easily, wouldn't be up to the day standards. Unfortunately, I think you would probably tweak it to the day standards, but it would be uh, it would be interesting. I mean, I would I would look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, I'd, I'd, I'd look at it. Um, I have never been into Metal Gear Solid. Never played a game. Never won. Not on any console in any genre, any uh, sort of era from PS1 onwards. Not played it. If there was a remake and it was decent enough, I too would look at it. And then I would watch. I, I, I would, I would give, watch some YouTube videos to see if it's worthwhile me actually playing. You, you, if you get a chance, play play the Phantom Pain. The first uh, is because it has it has like a. I'll be honest with you, it has like an hour long introduction, uh, and then sets up a lot of stuff that only really gets paid off towards the end. Um, but it's really good. Trust me, the st- I found the story engaging. It's it's convoluted to all high hell, but I like quite like convoluted stories. I'll be is honest. it tank controls? No. Good. Not remotely tank controls. Not for Phantom. No. All right. Um, Let's move on to our next one. Okay. So, Sega is reportedly close to acquiring Angry Birds developer Rovio for $1 billion. I find this a bit weird. $1 billion. Right. One billion dollars. Um, Sega's reportedly close to acquiring Angry Birds developer Rovio Entertainment for one billion dollars. According to the Wall Street Journal, the deal between Sega and Rovio Entertainment is expected to finish early next week, uh, provides the, uh, provided that the discussions between the two don't fall apart or are prolonged. Neither Sega or Rovio have made any official announcements yet, but Rovio's Previous uh, Rovio was previously in talks to be acquired by an Israeli mobile company, Playtika, Playtika, for eight hundred million dollars. But uh, those negotiations, those negotiations ended last month. Uh, Sega has acquired a few companies over the past few years, including Company of Heroes developer Relic Entertainment, goodbye. Uh, Two Points Campus developer Two Point Studio, okay, bye. And most notably, the Persona development Atlas, um, goodbye. Um, seems to be sensible. I think Sega are like, looking at being more um, and developer. The question is, what's it worth? Um, seriously, um, the kind of Angry Birds market has kind of dropped out. Like, uh, well, like, Rovio has made, I know they brought out the first one, which was a massive old hit, but <clears throat> you've got loads of different types of Angry Birds games. It's not just the one game. You've got oh, loads of different things under Rovio's sort of banner, as it were. So I can I can totally explain. I've probably got three of them on my on my phone. So 
it's not just to say, I remember there being the normal angry birds where you drag the bird and let it fly. There's actually two different versions of that, I remember. Then there's an ang- there's a pig's one. There's a pig's version of it. I think then there's the another version... one. And yeah. then there's another one where like match the colours and pop the balloons and all that sort of stuff. So they've got I... all these different games that are probably doing quite well because mobile games appeal to people who wouldn't normally play games i looked for angry birds on my ipad a while back and they had angry birds like redone and that was the only one i could find on there can really? i just look see maybe it's maybe it's an ipad thing maybe it was just because it was an ipad let me just have a see well, let me have a check possibly because um i've i've got probably quite a few on my on my phone on your phone, yeah, yeah. I think you're, I think it's an iPad thing, because I only had the one on the iPad. Because I was expecting just to play replay Angry Birds, the original. It's got Bad Piggies was the one. Bad Piggies, that's it. So we had to me... make the little cart thing. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you got Angry Birds Two, Angry Birds Friends, Angry Birds Dream Blast, Angry Birds Journey, Bad Piggies. Uh, this Angry Birds Match Three, Angry Birds pop bubble shooter and then there's a few others as well all made by rovio and so you would expect being a mobile game you got you know buy the buy your lives or whatever back and watch a video here and there and they probably make an absolute mint from people because who doesn't have a mobile phone this day these days so i Mm. can i can sort of imagine why Rovio would be worth a billion because Angry Birds, I think, is still the most popular mobile game like ever. I think. I, 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 I'm sure the there will be others going for it. Owned by King. Yeah, I thought I King like Candy Crush. Yeah, but I, I just remember everyone playing, not just Candy Crush, but playing. Um, Angry Birds, well, because you didn't need the internet at the time. You could just play it on the tube or whatever, which was good. Mm-hmm. I can wholly, wholly see why the valuation would be close to that. Well, it depends how much money they're making from mobile transactions. Yeah. Microtransactions. So, yes, it's... Uh... Yeah, and, yeah, and not just that, videos as well, because uh, you can get lives and stuff and extra bits within the game uh, by watching videos, advert videos. See, at the moment, it's one game. I check, Just to check out to see which was the most popular game, there's a game called Garenda Free Fire. I have no idea. Followed by PUBG. And then the one I was expecting to be number one, Pokemon Go. Hmm? Okay. Everyone, when Pokemon Go came out in 2016, everybody was playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. For a lot of people, and that Atlantics were making like $24 million a day. That was mad. I told someone at work that, and they went, We're in the wrong bloody business. Yeah. Time time we make a bloody app, a game. Yes, make maybe, a game. maybe we should sit down and, and invent some kind of app that we can we can use. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's move on to our, our next story. Trailer watch again, and we have the Immortals of Avarum. A- Avian? A- a- Avian? Ariola. You know you're not doing it right when you can't even pronounce the last word of your name again. <laughs> let's, 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 let's watch the trailer and do judge. I'm hoping there'll be lots of gameplay in this rather than um, cut sequences. This is Avium. Oh, Avium. There you go. All right, it's Avium. 
Since we first learned to use magic, we've waged war over who would control it. Now, only Lucian remains to resist the tyrant well, of Ashan. Sandra will life. eventually be able to block our access to magic. Hey, then the Ever War is over. The lady from Firefly. As in, he takes over Lucian? As in, he takes over everything. I want to be an immortal. I want to fight this war as one of you, one of the elite. I believe in you. She definitely thinks you're going to die. One of them. That's why her face looks like that. Get Who's that? Just a second. Sigils off! Let's move! Oh, gameplay! will help you focus your magic. Prevent it from killing you. I found a child whose new powers could make them a threat to the kingdom I protect. The choice was to either kill you or turn you into a weapon against Rasharn. Option A was to kill me? All right, so... Okay, so there, there was a bit in there during the gameplay where, you know, she pops up behind something and goes... and says, Doom and I are old friends. And then the gameplay actually is quite rem reminiscent of the, quick, the latest Doom. Was it Doom Eternal? Really quick, fast-moving, fast-moving combat, and this does look like fast-moving combat. Like you're busy all the time. It looks like it, it's like a first-person shooter without guns. Yeah, I think it's probably the best way and, of describing it. And that is what Ghostwire Tokyo is: using your fists and going like thingy with your hands to do magical shit. <laughs> That is what. Yeah, sorry. That's that's how I play. It's I don't know. All right, so sorry. I'm Ascendant Studios sticks in my head, but I can't remember why. Which is really annoying. I don't know if it was a new acquisition by EA. Um, but if we go through EA original, well, well, that's what they do. There's lots of cut sequences here. Um, got your protagonist. Where's the woman? Well, I'm not interested. Got your back. What I prefer, I'm looking at this, and it's like, better to play as a bad guy? You play as a bad guy, and then just cuts the cut sequences of the good people trying to stop you, and then you find out what they're doing, and then you can then counter what they're doing, and then you keep marching towards whatever they're doing. Um, like, what was that one? Like dungeon, the dungeon keeper. Remember, we had to build the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Something. Like I remember that. that. Right. So we got. So we got. Um, ah, so we got the actress from Firefly, which I can't remember. So what was her name? Gina Torres, who played Joey Washburn. Um, got her in it. I like that actress. She's quite um, good. And then you got a male model. <laughs> oh, look at me. Genetic man. Blue Lander. Special. What was it? Blue Steel Stare. Um, so Get the smolder on. 
and then and then and then it does the that what I'm sick of now is the the crappy Marvel humor nonsense. Yeah, it's not. It's it, it, if you're gonna write a, a, a character, to do something a bit clever with them. Don't keep repeating this. I blame Joss Whedon. I'll be frank with you because he's responsible for for this shite. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even got... notice the. Uh... And the, and then you've got your overly butch woman. It looks like they've literally removed the head of a man, stuck it on a woman's body, and then slapped a pair of tits on him. I have seen need... that silhouette. And I think it's from World of Warcraft. You know the ogres Orc. in World of Warcraft. Orcs, yes. Yeah. Orcs. In that Warcraft. silhouette looks like the orc from World of Warcraft, and they've orc, literally right. taken that, gone into our game, and just put some hair on it. Right, I, I... dear games makers and creatives, um, strong women don't need to be physically strong. They can be clever, they can be wily, they can be manipulative, they can have lots of skills like an archer or something, or good with magic. They don't have to be physically bigger than a man because the moment you do that, it takes me out. Yeah, I don't know very many women who are bigger than me. I Actually, when I think about it, I know one. And she's only taller than me, not bigger than me. This, no, it, 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 it's... Speak for yourself, uh, Gareth. I'm pretty small. Oh, knock off! <laughs> Everyone knows your 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 secret hobbit. Um, <laughs> um, and then you've got this. This do you know what this reminds me of? Remember the um, the intro to Killzone Three when they're all flying down from space to land on the uh, doing like that thing. That reminds me of this. Um, I'm just. And there you go. Look at look at the size. So that oh, is literally just swap the head out. They, they've literally used the superhero land, yeah. haven't they? You know, like um, not Bruce Banner, his alter ego, the Hulk, when he lands yeah. or Thor lands or so. They the literally superhero. looked at Marvel, Marvel, and gone. Oh, they land like that with an arm up, with an arm up and a fist to the floor. That's how that's how superheroes land. That's what we'll do here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm keeping that one. Marvo. Next week about the thing, and we're talking about Marvel. It's Marvo now because it's not even Marvel. No, um, call it Marvo. So it's. Um, it right heretic oh, kind of. Okay. Thing. Sorry, uh, Ascendant Studios previously yeah. worked on titles such as its staff there have previously worked on titles such as Bioshock 2, Borderlands 2, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty World War 2, Dead Space Mafia 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Tales from Borderland, Wolf Among Us. It looks like, it like they've they got picking, people who... Picking up work rather than working with something creative entirely on their own. Which, yeah. okay, fair enough. It's one of those things you know you've got to build yourself up in the industry. That the strong quammon in that has kind of put me off. I'll be honest with you. If you'd have had Zoe from Firefly in it, I probably would have. I probably would have. Cause she sounds like a leader. She's a bit stoic, but she's not built like a fucking brick shit house. Um, the, oh yeah, the lady who was talking to him. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, she it's, seems uh, like a strong woman. To be fair. Yeah, the, the the lead. She seems like a leader, sort of thing, which yeah, is fine, yeah. and she comes across as one, and I'll, I'll I'll accept that as 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 a as as a character sort of thing. But uh, slap a pair of tits on a dude. That's what all, all we got at the moment for this this thing, and that, that that puts me off. I'm not. I you know me. I I love. I'm a science fiction person over a fantasy person. You're a fantasy person. You like your your dark ages of, of Camelot and your your World of Warcrafty sort of things, where I'm more kind of mid, mid Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, spacey kind of thing, you know, expanse. Hmm. Um, but what do you think? Because you, this is probably aimed towards more at you than me. Well, it was until it got all shooty shooty, and I don't like shooty shooty games. I'm not a big, although I'll play them, I don't mind them, but they have to be good to keep me uh, keep me uh, engaged, really. And that's why I'm having issues with Ghostwire because it can't engage me. But 
if if the controls are good and it actually follows the way you want to move considering it looks to be a fast paced shooter fast paced fast paced fps game the controls need to be tight and need to be accurate and if it is and it's all fluid and everything is expected it could be a really good good and fun game you've got a point because there was one called oh hellblade which you had to shoot in time with the music the problem was uh, the first track that they played i actually liked and if i head banged along to it i could make it work second track i didn't like i couldn't head bang along to it i couldn't make it work it's the problem is if you base it on music you need to make sure the people are going to like the music on the other side um uh, it'll be interesting. We'll keep an eye on that one. We'll keep an eye on that Definitely. one. Maybe we misjudged it. We don't know. There'll be more coming through. I hope to see. I'm glad we got some gameplay at the end because I, 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 whenever you show a new game, show me some great gameplay. I, I get the idea of putting in the cut sequence. This is the universe. This is how things are. Now here's the gameplay. Makes yeah. sense to me. Um, but I always get a little annoyed because sometimes I always feel that you're not going to get any gameplay from these sort of things. So let's move on to our next one. Mario, 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 Mario. Mario, I just realized I've got the thing. Mario, a Super Mario Bros. movie passes a hundred five hundred million dollars globally, becoming the biggest video game app. Abactation, adaptation, adaptation. What the f- abactation ever? Adaptation, yeah. So, yeah, we got uh, the Super Mario Brothers continues to be a box office high score. The video game adaptation has crossed the five hundred million dollar mark at the global box office, shattering records with gusto's uh, that its uh, total character usually amasses five power ups. You don't, they don't realize how much money the Mario games make. Um, just how can I put it? Uh, just uh, just selling the games alone because they make more money than than, than that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, domestic the thing with movies is it always makes it quickly. So, um, to date, the animated thing is uh, two, uh, 260.3 million domestically and 248.4 million internationally. That lifts well, what. The hall to 508 million, uh, 508.7 million dollars is now the highest grossing film of 2023. Well deserved, considering it just tells a simple story, uh, surpassing Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's not a hard job to do, I'm gonna be honest with you. This, I'm sure there's a Fast and Furious film coming out this year and a Mission Impossible film which will beat that. Um, the Super Mario Brothers movie is the big, biggest video game adaptation in history, topping uh, graces of War, uh, Warcraft and Pokemon's Detective Pikachu. Yeah, so... Uh, I like Detective the, Pikachu. I like Detective Pikachu too. It, it's good. Um, have you seen this film? Because no. I haven't. Have I haven't. your kids seen it? They haven't. Although, weirdly, my wife has. But, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> explain, explain, explain to me. My, now, I, no, none of the kids seen it. The wife has. She loved it. My, uh, and she did. She did love it. Um, so my wife is not into gaming. She doesn't do any sort of thing like that. Um, she plays some sort of Candy Crush game on her phone, and that's about it. Pass the time. She was working, and um, she works with special needs people, and sometimes they need somebody to accompany them to go bowling or um, something like that so she went during the day and they went bowling and then from bowling they went to the cinema after and they went to watch this game uh, this game this film of the game so she told me that's what they went to watch and uh, yeah I was quite gutted because I wouldn't mind seeing it myself but she said it was good my, she enjoyed my, it my, my problem is is I want to go and see it but I can't see it on my own because I look like a weirdo yeah, because all the kids in there, I'll look like a bloody weirdo. So I can't go and watch that. So I've got Dungeons. I'll, I'll try and see if I can get Dungeons and Dragons before that leaves the cinema. Um, my son saw it with his girlfriend and he said it was good, but I don't know if he was actually watching it or if they were just getting off. 
And he was like, yeah, yeah, it was really good. I good really man. enjoyed that film. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You got sore throat. Hello, mate. You got sore throat, Sunshine. Uh, yeah, I got a bit sore throat. Oh, I wonder why. Why are um, your lips a bit <laughs> chapped? Um, what was that mark on your neck? Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I, I think uh, that I think this is weird because this is the death knell of superhero movies, and I think we're moving to video game adaptations now. Yes, we are. Considering that we had Tetris on Apple TV, uh, I, uh, maybe I should lend you my ID. Um, that was a good film. Really enjoyed Tetris. No, you th- the story. I, I talked about this about Keith on on the Monkey Nut Punch podcast, which is your other podcast, which you listen to too. Um, we talked about this because. Uh, the story behind Tetris is is mad because Tetris was originally uh, developed by a Russian programmer during the height, well, during the fall of the Soviet Union, and because of it was come from the Soviet Union, buying rights to something in the Soviet Union isn't very clear cut. So you had um, this German fellow who bought the rights on behalf of the Mirror Group newspaper, who was owned by Robert Maxwell. Who's played by Roger Allen, who's a great actor who I really appreciate. Um, and then they had this whole whole thing about kind of, well, you bought the computer game rights, you didn't buy the arcade game rights, yeah? And you did this and you didn't do this. And it, it turns into this thing because this American wants to buy the rights so he can put it on the Nintendo Game Boy. Um, everything goes weird. It's it's a really good watch. It's surprisingly. It's not like it's not like telling the story of blocks, it's telling the story of how the game. Came. There's some bits that are over-dramatized in it because I remember watching the story and I'm sure it was on like BBC Two or Channel Four, maybe a Netflix documentary, where they went through the the, the history of how Tetris came about. Uh, and given the fact that, that if they can make a movie from Tetris, I think it's video game movies that are going to be the next raft of movies that are going to come through. Like the Last of Us TV series came through and I think that you're now going to see more of these kind of movies and bits get pushed through. Yeah. Kind of the main screen of that. Sorry, well, we, we said for years, mm-hmm. haven't we? Some mm-hmm. of the storylines in video games are superb and they would translate into a film uh, very easily. And it was uh, amazing that they hadn't done anything with that for ages. They tried it with Tomb Raider, they failed a couple with uh, Angelina. Not great. I, no, 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 she. I know. She yes. was perfect for that role in one sense. But she two. was. Very perfect for the role. <laughs> the storylines weren't great, but uh, they tried. The Nathan Drake one recently was okay, but they needed to use a bit more of a source material. But um, that's you know, the bit that got me. I him young. Anyway. I think video games have got good stories which engage people, which is why people play the games and go through to the end. And this, if right. they do, so they can get a load of films out of it. So video games have probably got more in common with books than they have movies, if that makes any sense. Because when you have read a book, your brain fills in all the gaps and you have your own experience through reading a book, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you read Harry Potter the first time, you know, you pictured what Ron, Hermione and Harry looked like before they'd even appeared on, on screen. So you bring that, yeah. you know, you might have seen something on the cover um, so forth. It's like um, the Expanse novels. In the Expanse novels, Amos, Amos looks more like you in the, in the book when I picture Amos and I'm reading the book. And Avasarala doesn't look like the Avasarala character. She looks like a sh- shorter Indian lady who's got a foul mouth on her. Um, but video games are a similar thing where you have different experiences when you go through it. Some bits might be a bit more taxing, a bit more scary. Only the cut sequences are the fixed bits. Um, so it's, they're more closely related with books. So, yeah, it's, you know, like like Resident Evil. If you're scared to play Resident Evil, and I'll be honest with you, I, the second one I found quite scary, which I fucking loved. Because <laughs> the first well, the first time I played it, I wasn't that scared. I was more. I wanted to know what, the, what was going on with the virus. I was more interested in figuring out what was going on the first time I played it when it came out on the PlayStation One. But when I played the remake, scary, and I loved it. It was. It just set a, such an oppressive atmosphere. But given that, that's a different experience to what other people had. Some people found it scary. Probably found it scary, and other people didn't. I think we're going to get video game movies now. I think Nintendo are going to be the ones. I reckon we're going to get Legend of Zelda movie next. 
Um, wouldn't, I wouldn't put, be surprised. I, I put money on that. So end of the year, you'll 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 get a tease or something for for Legend of Zelda, probably at the Game Awards. Um, and and it's it's going to be good. And might get a Donkey Kong, and then a Yoshi, and I, I, then there'll I, I be uh, a Metroid, film about Mario Kart. The Mario Kart features in the in the Mario movie, but it, it's it going to be it's going to be interesting time for gamers. It really is, and we'll we'll have to figure out what's uh, what's going on, and and, uh, and then we can then speculate on whether it's going to be good or bad, um, because there are going to be some howlers come out because. Hollywood doesn't like video games and they want to shut all this kind of stuff down. Anyway, time to move on to our next one. Uh... We covered uh, a trailer uh, a couple of weeks back for a game called Redfall, which looked like Back for Blood slash Left for Dead with vampires. Mm. Um, it doesn't look good from a technical standpoint for this one. Uh, Microsoft promoted Redfall would have 60 FPS capability on the Xbox store until a recent update, which probably means there's some kind of technical issue on this thing. So um, Microsoft have promoted Bethesda and Arcane Studios, Austin's Redfall with 60 FPS plus Ooh. Uh, capable on the Xbox store up until a recent update about the console version being limited to 30 FPS at launch. Hmm. It's weird. Right. When it comes, when it comes to games, I'm not too bothered when the game plays a single player game plays at 30 FPS. I am when it's multiplayer because you kind of need those things. Um, a look at the archived state of uh, Xbox store page for Redfall shows that the game has been marketed with uh, F, uh, marketed with 60 FPS plus capability up until the recent update from the developer Arcane Studios Austin uh, about the frame rate being limited to 30 FPS on the Xbox X series and S series. Now, if you turn around and said the S series is limited to 30 FPS, I would understand. If you turn around and said the X series it only gets 60 FPS, I would understand. It, it seems a bit. It seems like they've something. They've screwed something up in the background. They have. Um, so they I, certainly I, I have. Think... A, but uh, I actually prefer the approach where they've restricted it to 30 rather than having a, a choppy and shit experience while playing the game, and releasing it in a state that probably it can't handle. Hmm. They, they've got. They, they must have something in the code that's uh, leaking or something that is causing an FPS drop and shuddering or whatever, in order to restrict it to thirty. There'll probably be an update later on down the line yeah. once they found it out. But I, I think I prefer them to restrict it. So when they release and it plays, you don't have the issues. Sorry, I'm trying because to bring up this thing. Can you imagine the bad reviews? Yeah, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I probably expect a delay more than anything else. Um, well, to get it right. Well, you know, they've probably got money people going, you can't delay it. We need to release. Mm. And so they go, okay, we'll restrict the FPS and then it will work fine. And we'll sort it out later with a patch. It's annoying because I was talking to I was talking to my brother. He turns around and says, "We need a we need a co-op game. We need a co-op game. We haven't played a co-op game in a while. We need to play something that's that's exciting." I said, "Well, the closest thing we've got is Redfall." He yeah. went, "Great," because he's got a PlayStation. So I need to check to see if it's cross-compatible. Um, because it's cross-compatible, then I download it. it. Doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. Um, and then we can play, and then that'd be great because I. I Co-op games. I, th I think this is this is the Xbox thing that's got over PlayStation is that co-op games are better on Xbox. Single-player games better on PlayStation. You get that single-player game on PlayStation, you can just lose yourself for hours on end, and then you have the co-op game where you can shout and run around like silly girls shooting zombies, um, which is always fun. Or, or the Horde. It's, it, I always say this is weird because it's like I think the Gears of the War, Gears, Gears of the War, some like real old man, Gears of War. It's probably microsoft's best game even with five and four being a bit weird i still think that they feel better than 
than the Halo yeah. games, considering that the, the recent Halo promised co-op and promised co-op split screen and failed to deliver on both. So, yeah. Yeah, I kind of uninstalled that latest Halo. Uh, I, I played I it. I, it. I played it with COVID. I was I was locked in my room with COVID, so I'm shivering for the first three days of COVID, and then I'm just feeling like really grotty and losing energy quickly. So I was playing it off and on, and it's weird how I, <laughs> I associate Halo Infinite and COVID. Yeah. It's like also it's like it's like Metal, we were talking about Metal Gear earlier. I associate Metal Gear with really bad bronchitis because I had really bad bronchitis when I played Snake Eater, um, and it's one of those weird things that sticks in my head where it's like kind of oh I could play this game. I have a negative a <laughs> negative attachment. I did enjoy the game though. Um, I, I, Halo Infinite wasn't yeah. Halo Infinite wasn't too bad. I felt like it, was called, it should have been called Halo Far Cry, but. Yeah. It, was, it was okay. Hello, Infinite. I I played it a fair bit. I got a little way into the campaign, but I, it didn't really grab me. Years of War did grab me. I, I'd gone quite a way through number four, I think, and I started number five, I think. I just wanted to see what number five was about, but it just started getting a bit samey for me. It is. But it, it, it's wicked. <laughs> Gears of War 5's three-player, because one of you can play this silly robot. Okay. Um, I don't know why they didn't put a squad of four. I would have loved that. But hey-ho. Don't always get what we want. So um, I think we're done for today. Um, bit of a short one in comparison to what we normally do, because we're a Babster short. Um, he'll be back next week, hopefully. He's away on holiday. He's not ill or anything. Um, and Nigel's yeah. away on holiday, and I, I I I wasn't very well, so we had to do it today. Um, so hopefully everything will be fine. Um, hopefully you should be able to find the podcasts now because we had a technical issue for the last month, which stopped our podcast getting uploaded. So I'm hoping that you're you're listening to this and enjoying this as much as we're enjoying putting it together. Um, and with that, I'm going to say goodbye, Nige. Goodbye. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. See you then. <laughs>